Welcome to Industry Night, where I provide a platform for fellow service industry members from bartenders, servers, and hosts to food and beverage directors, chefs, and brand reps to share their stories, their knowledge, and their passions. All right. So. Hello. 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 This fire was going on right behind you. This is this is so. This is a two basic white bitches are on a couch in on Broadway. Cheers. Just bought some boots. Clink. Just bought some boots. <laughs> Somebody bought some brand new boots. Some new boots. There's goofing. fireworks in the background. <laughs> it's we're very easily distracted and right now, and we're podcasting. But with me this evening is a good friend of mine and fellow bartender, Tyler Martin. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So one of the biggest reasons I wanted to bring you on is because you are one of the best cocktail technicians Shut I think up. that I've ever met or definitely had the opportunity to work with. Thank you. You are so welcome. Really? Oh, yeah. Thanks. Significantly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I want to pick your brain more both in how you create cocktails for a menu and how you create them for guests on the fly, which okay. not all bars allow you to do that, but we yeah, are yeah. fortunate enough. Our bar program does allow you to do custom yeah. builds. I've definitely worked at places that allowed it and didn't allow and it did at not. all. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, there, it can be very difficult for a business. Yeah. Like there's one yeah. restaurant or not even restaurant, some bar I worked at that you were allowed to ask the guest keywords on what they like wanted and um if they didn't if something on the menu wasn't jiving with them mm-hmm. and but you would have to put those keywords into an app and the app would generate a cocktail in like like i said i'm not saying names of places but there was a like a 900 drink menu through the through the years of this this bar ah. mm-hmm. they'd have mm-hmm. all these drinks like programmed into this app so you would put in watermelon citrus you know shaken um absinthe gin and those keywords would generate the closest thing to that that cocktail within that bar so you would have to pull something from the history so you're not free falling with it with it or riffing on a uh cocktail and i thought that was like super lame because it just doesn't show trust in the bartender at all no it really doesn't yeah, I feel it's like very that's... mechanical and very robotic yeah. and I, I, that wasn't really the like do, I, I do anyways. i do like the concept of like respecting the history within a bar like yeah. that however but yeah it takes i feel like that's a creativeness very, down yes because... i think it sends and like you said i feel like it sends a very clear message about not trusting your current Correct. bar staff mm-hmm. like why would you hire creative people if they can't be creative yeah you're basically just hiring robots to pump out the drinks and stuff you are. And, and that's about it and, and this somebody place, who can this only that, replicate actually a took, recipe. like credit for like being able to go off riff and stuff so it was kind of like false you know yeah. advertising um, but yeah, I like to riff just about every day because it keeps me creative. Gonna, so let's start at the beginning with this. Where did you first learn how to create cocktails? And was there any person in particular who kind of 100%, led the way on that? A hundred percent. Um, I started in the industry as bar backing and I did that for like a year and a half. And then I worked my way up to bartending, but this place. Was that all within the same concept? No. Okay. So this place, I learned the basic like crappy restaurant cocktails. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I didn't learn anything about how to make like margarita sex on the beach, like those type of mm-hmm. dumb cocktails for a while. And then I um, and margarita is not a dumb cocktail. It's pretty stupid. 
But it's one of my I favorites. I didn't start like learning cocktails until I worked at this place, Manor Nights, and it was just God's gift to my life. Um, Love that. That's I started bar back in there actually, and I just worked my way up. And it was Morgan uh, Zuck that works there at Manor mm. Heights. She was the greatest creator mm. of cocktails that I've ever known, ever, ever, ever. And for she you, was what tough that as mean? shit like, though to was... work for. She put she instilled fear into me. <laughs> fear of God, dude, straight up. <laughs> like I remember one time, me and her got into it. I I miss her so much, and like I, I really truly love her. One time, I was just being a piece of shit. Like I was just like you know a silly guy, and <laughs> took me out in the parking lot, fucking face finger in my face, yelling at me. But but no, she she taught me how to cocktail the right way. What like balance was with citrus to sugars mm-hmm. and you know what to do and what not to do and like kind of teach you how to think outside of the box mm-hmm. and just get really really creative with things and you know find inspiration from things that you wouldn't normally find inspiration from you know what i mean so mm-hmm. and she also got me in this thing like she never like would like taught it to me but she got me thinking like of names of cocktails and yes. then i would create to the name I love like that. Like the honey I'm comb. Yes. Like I thought of that name. I oh, thought, God. That was I thought it was really cocktail. catchy. So mm-hmm. I was like, how do I make this into a cocktail? Mm-hmm. That's when we got that honey. So that was a cocktail that you started with the name first uh-huh. where you're like, I really like this phrase. I'm going to create a cocktail 100%. that fits that. Yeah, because title. like like I've, I've told you a lot, like sometimes it's hard to think of a name for a cocktail. Yes. So. Well, you know, I struggle with that. <laughs> That's why I always tell you, like, if like you can't I can th- pull a lot of cocktails of it, out of my behind, but trying to names. actually name it. And names it, are I'm like, so ah, important. Names are so crucial. important. Because, like, it has to be a hook. It has to be a hook. And something I play a lot with in terms of uh, building actual menus, mm-hmm. it has to be a name that people are comfortable saying yep. out loud. Yep. Because if they don't know how to pronounce it or if they feel too embarrassed, you don't want to make stupid. people feel any sort of uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it because then they are not going to order that. Yeah, cocktail, or they're going to order it a heck of a lot less. So yeah, to answer your question, that's that's where I got my start. Manor Heights okay. and Morgan. Um, she no longer works there. I think she just got tired of the cocktailing. She mm-hmm. actually, um, I think she's like a like a beer tender now, which is cool because oh, wow. she's like less to work, more money probably. You know what I mean? But um, what, yeah, she was. Out? I used to call her the Picasso behind the bar because her cocktails were just unbelievably I was different. Gonna say, I want to hear more about what stood out to you in terms of what made her a good creator. Was it like, because she did things that I had never seen before? Okay, you know, like we can all study in terms of her techniques or in terms of what she was mixing together. Not even technique; it's what the way she would present. Oh, okay. Her main thing with me, like, I, I loved all of her cocktails, but it was always good presentation. And that's where I get my gaudy garnishes from. Like, I always like to be over the top with things. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I got it from was her. Because rather, I mean, the cocktails were always great. But mm-hmm. it was the garnishes that would always catch your attention. Mm-hmm. No matter what the cocktail was, it always had a good garnish. Why? She didn't, like, teach me these things directly. But it's things that I learned from her. Mm-hmm. Like she taught me proper ways of just. Well, doing yeah, we things. we learn and absorb a lot. She's never seeing. sat me down and yeah. taught me things, but sure. <laughs> it's when she had like she doesn't even know it, like how much mm-hmm. I was picking up from her, how much like I appreciated her and and stuff like that, like because I never fell in love with cocktailing until it was when I worked there, mm-hmm. and I could see what you could do. Like, mm-hmm. oh shit, like bar drinks are sick, you know? <laughs> Fucking so, sick, yeah, bro. So shout out to Morgan. Aw, cheers, cheers to Morgan. Cheers to Morgan. She's a real one. Mm. 
I love that place. Okay. So you already mentioned this a little bit, but one of my next questions is about where you start with cocktails. So sometimes you start with a name Mm -hmm. and you're like, I really like this name. I'm going to create a drink that honors that. Would you say that's the primary way that you make a cocktail or what do you often, most often start with? Um, spirit base, obviously, like usually, um, yeah, I'll be like, it all depends on the guests. Like usually when I make cocktails, they're very random and like very like on the spot. Um, like how we did with the fall menu, mm-hmm. how we it was just like random, like let's just riff it out and, and make it. But um, I usually start with the sp- like main spirit, like and work around that and build on top of it. <clears throat> and it's basically just what's around me, like mm-hmm. what I have to work with. You so know? start with the spirit in the sense of you mm-hmm. taste something, you think that it's unique, and you're thinking about how you can highlight that itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. It, just about as opposed to just like it. I want to create a gin cocktail as a big picture, or is it like ooh this gin? I want to make something with this. No, gin. N- maize, usually just a spirit. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, never like a certain type of gin or a certain type of whiskey. Um, yeah, it's usually just like what usually am I gonna, starts in that bigger make? picture mm-hmm. and kind of refines yep. down. Yeah, I think that's really cool. actually like it's funny. Like in my head, like I have like levels like of when I'm cocktailing, like like patterns that I do that I usually stick to is like sweeteners and amaros and how I build. I love up. that. This yeah. is actually one of my other it's questions like, I wanted to <laughs> it's ask. It's a weird. It's like <laughs> I'm not trying to like say I'm amazing at this or anything, but you know how like people are just really good at math and mm-hmm. they do math in their head like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I feel like I am with cocktails because I'm not really good at like your it. ratios. Yeah, They're, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like something I don't really can think about, mm-hmm. but I just know in my just head you like, have a certain how, understanding. Of yeah, like, like if I'm using I, this. Much I know how spirit, these are gonna work because this is how much citrus I need. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like certain syrups are thicker than others. You have to use some more syrup for like or citrus for this, and mm-hmm. it's something like I can't. I can't really like explain it but yeah i can see it like mapped out in my head mm-hmm. as i'm like doing it and i, I compare it to that like the math yeah. people because i so never for anyone listening math. that is trying to work on their builds for cocktails can you elaborate on like do you know really what your ratios look like like what how many ounces are you typically starting of a base it's hard to versus tell. a citrus it's hard or to say it because some spirits are stronger than others some syrups are thicker than others mm-hmm. and um, I really like, I usually stick to, um, this is going to sound super cheesy, but 1.5 spirit, 0.5 Amaro, three quarter citrus to half this. And then if I'm doing any like bitter or something that works out, quarter, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's a building blocks down mm-hmm. and it usually See, but works. exactly that. Like, I think that is. Yeah. It's a building block down. Because yeah. I, when I was taught cocktails, I was originally taught with a slightly different structure of a two ounce for spirit versus the 1.5, mm-hmm. which I it think all depends on how, to, how strong it is. Obviously, yes. Too. How strong and what you're allowed to do. I think a what lot you're trying of, to get out. I was yeah. going to say a lot of bars tend to build around a 1.5 because mm-hmm. I think even just down to like ABC standards, like 1.5 ounces yeah. is like quote one 100%. drink. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are more comfortable staying within that where I just happened to be taught based on, mostly classics where mm. those a large amount of those original recipes are a two ounce base spirit build and then you go from there most stirred i would say all my stirred not all most of my stirred cocktails are two mm-hmm. and i work my way down from that if it's shaken it's not even like i really 
try to go do this but yeah I, I usually stick to 1.5 on shaken and then two ounces on stirred mm-hmm. obviously depending on the proof yes um proof yeah. and i mean like you said what all is going in yeah. there absolutely because generally speaking at least at our bar we're trying to stay within like a three ounce total 100 build yeah whether it whether that includes alcoholic or non-alc portions obviously well maybe not obviously to us probably not obvious to everyone necessarily listening but there is a three ounce legal limit of alcohol that i can serve somebody at a time of Mm -hmm. spirits obviously a beer is a different story because it's way lower proof but if we're talking spirits i cannot legally make here in tennessee a four ounce spirit based cocktail yeah, <laughs> like I cannot That's serve you that. Your car, brother. Yes, <laughs> but based on most glassware, even it's like you know yeah. a lot of our builds end up being with spirit and syrup and citrus and amaro and something else. Because we're I, at that like three ounce build where whether that's fitting in a exactly. rocks glass coupe or a cocktail. And I hate just sticking to spirit citrus like. Like classics, I understand. Like a whiskey sour. Boom. You got Absolutely. your spirit and your, and your sugar and your citrus and bam, bam. But when I'm making cocktails, I love to just be able to include a sidekick with the spirit. You know, mm. the spirit's my superhero and I got my sidekicks mm-hmm. to help them out. So that's kind of how I like to build. Always I have a sidekick. That. Were you taught that concept? Was no, that something else? I just thought of that, that just now. <laughs> it kind of makes good sense though. <laughs> You know You're I mean? like, don't give me too much credit. Well, I never thought about this before. Yeah. No, that's well, honestly, yeah. that's why I ask because I think that's a really helpful yeah. visual for people to think about. Of, I feel like I'm being super hero? fucking lame if I don't yes. have an Amaro or an aperitif or something say, you else. Use a lot of Amaros. Hundred percent. Do you have a favorite? Averna. <laughs> I was just drinking <laughs> it before I came here. <laughs> ask a little bit more bigger picture. Sorry. No, it's okay. I love Go it. Ahead, You're passionate about Averna. I love Heard. It. Tyler I love loves Averna. Fantastic. Yes. What were you going to ask though? Sorry. Um, do you have a favorite like family or region for Amaro's? Like, are you loyal to a fault to Italians versus uh-uh. no, uh-uh. not at Equal all. I never even think defender. that far. I don't know where half the shit I pour comes from. <laughs> really chilling. your ass. I don't know anything about <laughs> cheers. <laughs> I don't know anything about this. You know what I mean? Like that's also, that's also something very interesting. Like, I don't know what, I don't want to waste too much time ranting. Um, I don't know shit about alcohol. You say that, but I, I, I think I, I know more than like some people, yes. but like, well, even in the way that you've been answering some of these questions, you're like, no, I don't know. But then as you explain them, yeah, <laughs> then you kind of find your way to yeah. really answering of like, no, oh, oh, yes. Okay. So yeah. this actually does fall in. But like, I don't consider regions, origins, anything like that. I just based off flavor, flavor, that's palette. how I, that's how palette I make forward. cocktails. Yeah. It's like how I never wanted to learn music theory because I never wanted to read music. I never wanted to oh, construct music like a robot or mechanically. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to vibe it out. That sounded so fucking lame. But yeah, you know what I mean? You know, like just, <laughs> I don't know much about it. I just like it. So be good at what that. you like. <laughs> I'll push a broken way Fair before enough. a black man has I was going to say, I love this. Can you give us a rundown? Where did you actually learn all of those New York In New York. Riffs? Okay, was it? Okay. Yeah, I got Were you working there drunk at Death and Company. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I beat my pants that night. <gasps> yeah. No. New York doesn't. No. They don't. Ha- can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't yeah, have gas honest. stations. So I, I, I left the bar <laughs> with my bass player, Chris, and I'm in the taxi. I'm like, man, I got to go to the bathroom. And I was like, can you pull over okay, there? Okay, but gas- you're a dude. Why didn't you just get out? I and- didn't want to catch a charge. <laughs> so you beat your pants? Can I tell this story? Am I going to go? 
So we're in a taxi. We're leaving. We went to my favorite bar in the world, Mother of Pearl. Before we waited for our seats in Death and Co. It was on the block. Um, so we had a few. I had a few daiquiris in me before I got to Death and Co. And I'm five foot nothing, so I I don't have a bladder. So I'm in the taxi, heading back to my friend Jordan's apartment, and I'm like, I gotta pee so bad. I gotta pee so bad. And when I have to go pee, my whole band will tell you every two hours, gotta go. I gotta go. So I'm, I asked him the taxi driver. I'm like, hey, can you please pull over? And he's like, there's nowhere to go. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. So I'm like starting to sweat at this point. And he drops me off this hotel, a super fancy hotel. He's like, there's a bathroom in there. Just go in there. I run inside. I ask, where's the bathroom? Looking like a crackhead at the bar staff. And I'm like, over there. I'm like fucking I'm fucked up sweating, you know? So I'm literally like, almost in pain. And I'm like, I get to the bathroom and there's like seven old people in line. I'm like, this isn't going to fucking happen. No, this is not my day. No. So I'm standing there like tapping my feet. I'm like, God, fuck, 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 fuck. And like, it's just not happening. And it's not happening. I'm just like, fuck it. My bladder starts hurting and I'm wearing tight black pants. And I'm like, here we go. And I just lean up and I start peeing. And I smile and I just walk back to the fucking <laughs> And I got in the car and he's like, you feel better? I was like, I pissed my pants. But I had to text it to him because it was a taxi driver. And we're both just oh cracking God. up. So yeah, that was my trip to Death & Co. I went back you to the apartment. You were that close to an actual receptacle? It was at that point five old people deep. They had a walker. It wasn't going to happen anytime soon. I can't so hold just it. stood there and peed Pissed my pants. pants. I smiled and walked away. It's like, y'all have it. You're good. <laughs> but funny is, I got to Jordan's apartment, did my, threw my pants in the wash, put on different pants, and rallied back out. Woke, woke up in Brooklyn the next day. Oh, yeah. So the way I found out about the Brooklyn. <laughs> check out that ADHD. Um, I did find out about um, all those New York City like riffs in mm-hmm. like New York City because this one guy was drinking Black Manhattans, actually, mm-hmm. at... Um, at Death and Co, I ordered one. And of course, I, it was that basic. I ordered a black <laughs> And he's like, you ever, try, you, ever try, you ever try to Brooklyn? I was like, what the hell is that? And he told me that and had that one. Then I had a red hook. And it wasn't until later I had like green points. And so, yeah, I love them though. And it's always fun to tell guests about it. You know? Yes. Like, I can always tell when one of our guests has been served by you prior because they come in and they're like, can I have a Brooklyn? Hell yeah. And I'm like, hell yeah. Tyler. <laughs> it's so much fun. Like, Don't get me wrong. I love, I love those. I love all those little Borough cocktails. You love it. But they're so closely related and I don't, I've never personally made them enough that's okay. that I always have to re-reference. I'm like, oh gosh, because yeah. they're they're all so close, it's so close. It's just like one little. It's thing always here usually because you have your Ryan, your Amaro. That's always like mm-hmm. adding a little bit different mm-hmm. shit to it. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I recently, okay, the Martinez. I did not learn recently. I love that cocktail, but that's one it? that it's like the Brooklyn, but it's gin. Oh yeah. Um, but then there's also. Oh my gosh, somebody came in recently and asked for a black martini. And I was like, I think I was I working that. with you. Yeah. And I was like, um, do you mean a black Manhattan? And he was like, confidently no. Like he literally told me, Good. quote, confidently yeah, yeah. no. He was like, I've had a black Manhattan. I love a black Manhattan. And in fact, I'll start with one, but I do want to look it up. He said, I just left such and such other bar downtown and they highly recommended a black martini. I've never had one. I don't know if you can make one. And I was what like, what was it again? Um, honestly, I'd probably have to relook it up. It was basically, it was pretty simple, but it was, it was like, a, it. it was, well, 
and that's why I bring up a Martinez. It was in my head. It was kind of like a black Manhattan meets a Martinez because it was um, actually specifically Rittenhouse Rye. Cheers. Um, But I think it was, I don't want to misspeak, but my phone is what's recording right now. So I can't exactly double check, but I believe it was a split base rye and gin and it had Averna, what? Sweet Vermouth, and Luxardo. I would uh, that for sounds sure, fucking sexy. Yeah, I again one hundred percent. I would have to double check myself because I only made it the one no time. Shit. But that was like two weeks ago. Also, pairing Averna and uh, Sweet Vermouth. I love that shit. Yeah, it was it just the combo. Mm. I really loved something about that. I don't think is quite right, but I believe it was. That sounds along awesome. Those. Yes, I've never done anything like that. It That'd was. Be cool I tasted it. I really enjoyed it. Any bartenders listening, if I'm wrong, I'm so sorry. But who also, gives a shit? There's probably those pretentious <laughs> ass motherfuckers like, uh, actually, no, <laughs> actually, no. Do you have any bland? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Maraschino. Go fuck oh yourself. God, Go I fuck can't. yourself. Yeah. Go guys, fuck yourself. Please stop with the Maraschino. Assholes. And oh my god, if I ever get corrected with saying Fernet, not Fernet, <gasps> fuck yourself. I'll say Fernet till the I day I die. Stop. The Fernet reps come in and say Fernet. So don't. It's Fernet. It's, it's, it's Fernet. I'm not Fernet. fucking Italian. <laughs> developed We're a in America. Perfect America. Like myself for saying I that. I will <laughs> never be. I will never be that guy. This yeah. is Maraschino. You Maraschino. Go fuck you, fucking asshole. Sorry. I, do I, have I worked a hard with some time. people that did that. I know, and it's hard because it's always. Well, okay, I'm not gonna say always, but it, in my experience, it's often been really cool freaking people that are so smart and i really just want to love them you're not cool it, in my book I'm, if you say that <laughs> but i'm sitting there very silently judging in my head every time of like Did oh you i would really say something every time freaking say maris you're an asshole yeah. <laughs> well, people like, love looking themselves in the mirror oh right. man okay well we're gonna sidestep that one um back to naming cocktails we've touched on a couple times now but how do you name cocktails if it's not if it's not what you're starting with Mm -hmm. then how do you name a cocktail the way it looks i made you a cocktail the other day uh it was mezcal and it was rosy so i said um rose colored ashes because you have your rose color and then your taste Mm -hmm. so ashy mezcal smoky Rosy color, rose colored glasses. My I was brain say, yeah, yeah, but it is something that comes to you. Like it's, it's not something like I never sit on names. If mm-hmm. I can't think of a name, I trash it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because, trash the whole cocktail. Sometimes I like wow. I won't put it on a menu. Like it yeah. has to have a good name. Like it does have to have. It a good has name. to have a good name because it has to. Like I said about the hook, it has to have a hook. Because do you have any rules for yourself about like length or? Whether it does, like I've met some. No, no, not at like, all. Because I mean, one of my favorite cocktails start with the. One example. of my one of my favorite cocktails was called a, a, a distance the size of bravery, and I that was a long name, and mm-hmm. I was like, I love that shit. Um, no, there's no rules in it. I don't think, but I don't like it being too cheesy. Um, kind of like I don't know, like some of these shit, fucking Broadway bars. You'll have like some of cocktail names on the board out. Front well, there's some. Like, I mean, um, I usually don't like to play off like keywords like what like puns too too much mm-hmm. but i do also at the same time like i guess there really are no rules with how i do it mm-hmm. but it's usually something just nothing that, that, too cliche i guess is what yeah not like. something too cliche i i don't know it's a mixture of like a healthy co- competitiveness 
mm-hmm. of ego when it comes to like my cocktails and my cocktail names. Mm-hmm. Like I like them to stand out. Like they have yeah, to stand out. They have to stand out. You know, like yeah, I, I just think it's like it, trying to make it as clever as possible without being too cheesy. Well, because for you. And but it's always different. Though. I think the way you're describing, I'm sure immediately you're going to be like, I don't think that hard about it. But I don't. I think it's for me watching it over the time that I've known you. I don't think you necessarily consciously realize it, but you do look at every aspect of a cocktail about how it's being consumed before it's ever tasted. Yeah. Because as you've said, you're thinking about that name and how it's going to stand out on a menu. That's the first time somebody's going to be introduced to your cocktail is the name mm. on a menu. You're thinking about that. You're thinking about if they see a cocktail down the bar, what it looks like, its color, sizzling the fajita. garnish. <laughs> sizzling I always fajita. go back to that sizzling fajitas. Tell us more about the sizzling fajita. At Chili's. The reason they sizzle. Chili. Yeah, the reason they sizzle is to get your attention. Mm-hmm. If you see those sizzling fajitas, you're going to want the sizzling fajitas. We consume fajitas. with our eyes first. 100%. Mm-hmm. So when I'm garnish, when I'm making a cocktail, like, you're I mean, thinking about I, that I know we're talking about the names right now, but like garnish. Mm-hmm. Honey, I'm comb. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's so cute. Da, 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 da. Like the, the fucking Santa sleigh with the, oh, the marshmallow. marshmallow, you know, like simple the things. The bane of my existence. The simple All things. You know, it has to be eye-catching. The name yeah. has to be catchy. Mm-hmm. You, know? you think a lot about that visual consumption 100%. before it's ever tasted. That's I think what the that's, guests think about. It is. Yeah. And that's why you have to get your cocktail making stands out to me so much because especially in the craft niche, which... Our bar is in this like weird limbo area of like speed bar meets classic cocktails. It's a gilded meet... dive. Yeah, I'm sh- I love that. Yeah, we're one tater tot away from a dive bar. <laughs> but we one, are... one, and yet we have but one tomorrow away from a cocktail bar. I, that's what I mean. Is like 100%. yeah, it's just like throw a stone in either direction. Hundred percent. And, like and I, right I love that concept about us. I love that we can do anything that we want. Yeah. We can make a NASCAR spritz if we want, or we can we make do, and we do an eight <laughs> cocktail if we want. Yes. You know, but you gotta batch it. You gotta batch that shit. You gotta batch that. I fucking hate bars that don't batch. Assholes. Well, I I take that personally because I used to be very against batching. Well, because now we're batching because we have high speed now. And I get that. Yes. If you're not high speed, if you're not it's three been, deep. Well, and it, it, it has successfully gone how I wanted it to, if where it like came in gradients of like, I never wanted batching to be just because my bartenders didn't know how to make this cocktail. My... Fear with batching originally was at the time I felt like there were two or maybe three of us that really understood all of the ingredients in a cocktail. We really understood the build. We understood why it all worked. And then there would be half the team that didn't get it and would just be pouring from the bottle and not not understand. Not understand. I totally get that. Whereas now I feel like we're in a place where our staff understands these cocktails, they understand more why they work. We've been working this cocktail program where there's a better understanding. I, there's definitely a gradient amongst yeah. our staff, but I think for the most part, that I has totally shifted. see that too because you want your people to be educated. Yeah, hundred percent. It's part of selling the cocktails, I think. It's part of everything. Yeah. Or explaining, especially when right, we're a little bit in that place right now where people are reading some of the ingredients and they're like, I'm not sure. Anthony, and I, a, Anthony was asking me questions about like the husk ingredients and stuff the other day. I'm like, actually, that's a good question. That piment, piment, what is uh, that? Piment de Espelette. Piment I'm thinking pimento cheese flavored. No, but it's, it's a, not. It's spicy. It, yeah, it's a French um, 
This might also be wrong. Well, it's a French liqueur. I'm not sure if it's a French pepper, but it's a French liqueur. And it, yeah, it's a spicy liqueur. Yeah, I really like it. It's a really nice substitute um, for like ancho reyes. I love ancho love reyes. Ancho especially reyes. the verde, all day on the verde, personally. Speaking of that, ancho reyes, I made a drink called Super Devil Juice. Super Devil Juice? Super Devil Juice. And that's a cocktail that I built off like a, a quote from Little Nicky. So like <gasps> nice. even going into like if you hear something in a movie and it's, it's a good quote, let's make mm. it a cocktail based off the You were Devil's very tiki inspired when I first met you. I, I used to be super tiki inspired. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we haven't had tiki ingredients mm-hmm. has left me away. Mm-hmm. Left me away. Like it's taken <laughs> me away from it. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, in Tampa, dude, I was, I was whipping up some tiki. Franklin's not a tiki town. It's not. Absolutely not. And I'm not saying it's bad for anything. No, I know. I just, I, I started, like, I get upset about it sometimes because like, they're, tiki When I'm on so tour, cool, I love going to tiki hard. bars. Crushed ice is my bitch. I love that shit. Like, coconut, rums. I used to love rums. Banana. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, like, yeah. Um, I <laughs> the mean, they used the to banana. be, like, like, tiki used to be my jam. But now, you know, working at, like, a more bourbon-based bar, like, I just don't go for it as much. Um, my least favorite's vodka because that shit sucks. It's so malleable to anything. You can just make it taste like anything. Well, if you mix it with dirt, it's going to taste it's like vodka and dirt. It's just going to taste yes, like dirt. Yes, because that is... Okay, all due respect to vodka, though. No respect to vodka. All due respect to vodka, though. Here are my two things about vodka, okay? okay? Number one... Its whole job is to taste like whatever you mix it with. I know, and I get that, but it's so simple. Which can make it simple. It makes my job easy when I get, like, boomers. I was going to say, but here's the thing. Here's my big number two point about vodka and why it's important in bars, especially if you're cocktailing. Why, Tyler, do we always have a vodka cocktail on our seasonals, even For at a bourbon bar? the people that bar? don't like the taste of alcohol. Beyond that, it is always our number one selling seasonal. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, it's right about popular. That. It does well for a reason. It takes on whatever you want it to take on. So it can be a strength that it is I so malleable. For a bar, and I for say me personally. All, well, I was going to say, I mean, I say all of that, and I cannot tell you the last time I drank vodka. For sure. Or a vodka cocktail. I could not tell you. I don't even take. Vodka in my martinis. Gin all the way. Obviously. All of my vodka cocktails have been great sellers, too. And I'm over here talking shit about vodka. I know. I'm like, how many of our vodka (laughs) seasonals have you made, Tyler? You just made one. What was your last summer one? Yeah. What was it? Flamingo. Flamingo fizz. Now, did that one start with the garnish? I have to know. No, that was a Morgan. She helped me. Like, she had a cocktail named Flamingo fizz. Oh, I I didn't know I rebuilt the cocktail completely. But um, no, I didn't think of that one. Like that one was showing homage. To I love that. I actually yeah. didn't realize that we mm-hmm. went through a whole season, and I didn't know. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. because I heard. That's amazing. Yeah. But you're right. Vodka cocktails do fucking sell, though. They sell. But I think my favorite to riff with would probably be rye or mezcal. I love dry that. things, hot things, stuff like that, or both of them at the same time. <laughs> Alligator blood. Ooh, mm-hmm. that shit was. Oh, tell everyone about alligator blood. That was an incredible cocktail. And that served was, in a Glen Karen. It was served in a Glen Karen with the tooth, yes, with the tooth garnish. With a little alligator tooth. It was. A, we cut the orange zest, right? It was orange. It was orange. Yeah. Okay. Um, alligator orange combo. Yeah, it was like a Florida 
thing. Mm. Even though the ingredients had nothing to do with Florida, I was thinking Florida. <laughs> I was gonna say, but like I was thinking about something like red. I was like red mm-hmm. and blood. And it was like, a whiskey base, yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was split base between rye and mezcal. Okay, it was rye mezcal cherry herring. Oh, it was the cherry herring. Sweet vermouth. Was, mm-hmm. was that it? Maybe. There was that four things in right. it. I mean, that sounds right. To but me. yeah, that yeah. bitch was. I forgot there was mezcal. Yeah, that was a really yeah. incredible. So I really split basing mezcal. Also, I love replacing rye cocktails with mm-hmm. mezcal. Like fully or like that fully. with the splits? Mm. Dude, a mezcal Brooklyn. Slaps. Slappy. It's so good. I mean, I like substituting mezcal in just about any classic yeah, it or works. modern classic. Even like the last bro- word with mezcal. Bro- oh, my God. Bro. Last of the Hawaii. Yeah. Matt and I dubbed that last worm. I get that. <laughs> he was drunk in Chicago and texted me and he was like, really? Why haven't we been you, calling? I wish you would drunk text me. <laughs> You're like, this is your shout out, mm-hmm. Matt. Drunk text Tyler. Um, yeah, I think, to answer your question though, I think Mascal or Rye, I like making cocktails with that. Because you can shake them up, stir them up, doesn't matter, it's always gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> That was, was catchy. It was catchy. I was like, damn it. <laughs> God, it was so catchy. Sorry. Uh, okay. Um, what, on the opposite of that note, what do you feel like is, for you, what is the most difficult spirit to work with? Gin. What Really? Yeah. I feel like gin is so versatile. What is difficult it, about it yeah, for you? Yeah, to, to you, but not the guest. Okay. Making it palatable to a guest is tough. And making it sound attractive to a guest is tough. Interesting. No one drinks gin. So it's always hard to work with. No one drinks gin. When's the last time I someone asked you to riff on a gin? Well, we have regulars that have learned to trust us enough. I'm not talking about regulars. I'm talking about just guests. Just a guest? Yeah. I don't know. We're like exactly. 80% regulars. We do have a lot of regulars. But I think, no, gin's hard to work with. Harder to work with. I can make you shit with just about anything all day, but gin's going to make me think about it. Like, I think one of our like, most like, palatable cocktails, more most approachable cocktails on the menu, the seasonals right now is the. I mean, the high dive rights. slaps. There I go again, saying one thing, but yeah, I'm like yeah, actually, like the high dive was good, yeah. Well, but the no, high dive was great. For high summer. dive was good. Well, and last rights on the fall, I think yeah. it is. I mean, it's but, yeah, un- if, if you're asking un- me to riff un- though. Okay. So it's harder sure. to work with. Like you can still create some bangers, mm-hmm. but it's definitely going to be harder for me to work with if someone's like. Hey, well, make me something it, stirred with gin. My brain's going to automatically go Do you to think it's the stirred that especially throws you off? Because I think gin generally, for most people, leans citrus. Outside of, like, a, a martini. It's either, either I one. I think gin... Either one kind of, like, fucked me up. Like, it's de- it definitely has me thinking more. Because if, if someone asks me for a rye cocktail, stir it up, like, makes it... Do you know what's coming now? Yeah. Sometimes. On the winter yeah. menu, I'm going to make you make a gin cocktail. Oh. <sighs> For winter, well, I'm already loaded. Just so you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> All right, I, I'll do that challenge accepted. Um, <laughs> I'm like, no. December first. I'm gonna be like, I will. I'm ready. I'll be. I'll be like comfortable with just about anything until like gin or something. Because like, yeah, it's it's hard to make gin cocktails that don't already taste like classic gin cocktail. Like some Fair weird enough. shit. It's hard to make weird fun shit with gin as really much. Not saying it's impossible. That. Obviously, like sure. you can make anything, do anything. I like, okay. I this is fun. I am gonna very much. You've done it to yourself. I'm sorry, not sorry. I hate I'm gonna it. challenge you. All right, cool. <laughs> Give me some gunpowder, and we'll great deal. Mm-hmm. No problem. Cool. I love the gunpowder gins. Yeah. they're incredible. Call it the gunslinger. 
See, bam, you already bam. have a name. Yeah, dude, because gunpowder. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's the cool. Names. I already got the names. Name. Got it. Solid. <laughs> bam. Oh, no, name so, okay, for an example, boom. So gunpowder, mm-hmm. gunslinger, like you think guns, so what, you know, stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. easy. Okay, so where is your mind already going stirred. with this? And I want to mix, I want to, like a split base, it would like a, like. Like stirred in a Glencairn? Well, no, not, not even, like I'm thinking like. Make it like, gunslinger. I'm thinking like Western. So mix yeah. up with like rye or something mm-hmm. or something shit like that. The Duke whiskey that we have. Oh, why that one? Because the Duke. <gasps> oh, shit. Bam. Done. <laughs> Let's go. Guns. Let's because go. Guns, because Tyler. guns. <laughs> mix that gin, gunpowder with like like whiskey. Interesting. Bam. Like, get some Western, Western inspiration. Wow. I'm excited to see where this goes. Oh, yeah. Me too. Ooh, or if the Duke doesn't work out, then we could have always use High West. Especially the campfire because it's smoky. Oh, fuck. Perfect. That would be even cooler. Gunpowder and High West. That I like that. Yeah, that's going to be tight. I like that. Fun. Winter's coming along already, even though we just launched <laughs> Merry fall Christmas. a couple days ago. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Done. So specifically when you are, as you put it, riffing for a guest, <laughs> um, do you have any typical questions that you ask the guest to make Refreshing for them? or boozy. That's usually it. That's usually it. Yeah. Cause, wow. Because a guest, do, they don't know what they want. Guests okay. don't know what they want. And if they did know what they want, you wouldn't be riffing. Make do you some... ever ask them about their preferred spirit? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'll get the spirit first, and then I'll like, boozy oh, okay. or refreshing. Like, okay. spirit first, always. Spirit first, and then oh, boozy yeah. or refreshing. Oh, um, yeah. 100%. Yeah, always just ask them those two questions, and they're usually gung-ho about it. Yeah. Do you ever... Are any of those answers frustrating to you? Sometimes, no. for I and I mostly ask that because I... <laughs> I appreciate when somebody's wanting to be adventurous and not difficult, but when somebody is gives me literally nothing and they're like, "No, literally whatever you want." I like all spirit, literally whatever you want. Then that you I just feel make whatever you want. I see. I feel so immobilized by that because I'm like, I don't know where to start. I don't know because if they say anything about it, you can just be like, "You said anything." I guess. Yeah. Would you bring them a glass of water? I think I'm way more hung up on their need for approval than you no. are. No, no, not I, me. I am. Not I me. Am, no, yes. I'm just like you're gonna like this. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna drink it. You're gonna like it. No, it's usually pretty easy. Like, and you can really. It, it's based off the guest. The way, not to sound mean or anything. Mm-mm. The way they look, the way they dress, the way they act, is a is very much helping just like create the cocktail. 100%. I was going to say, at the risk of us sounding judgmental, yes, I completely understand. Judging what you're in saying. a good way. In a good way, yes. Just context. I think it's more when like When I walk into a bar clues. and ask the guy for something, he's not going to make me a vodka, strawberry. I don't know. I can't I imagine know, he would. He probably would. like I can't it. can't imagine though. he would. I'd probably love it. You do like sweet cocktails. I love sweet cocktails. Can we take a minute you know for a I mean? PSA that sweet cocktails are not bad cocktails? I love sweet cocktails. I love tiki. Especially if they're and well-made I, sweet I, cocktails. Dude, I, like, nothing I is hate good guys, if it's overly I hate done. guys that, like, criticize dudes for, like, anything with, like, a frou-frou garnish or anything like that. Because, it's why I like tricking them into it. Like, the watermelon yeah, chainsaw. facts. It sounds intense. You know and what? Then I'm like, like you know then what I'm going to give drink? you a cute fucking drink, man, and you're going to like it. I love the cuter, <laughs> the better. You know, what, you know what real men drink? 
Whatever the mm. fuck they want. There you go. Seriously. Bam. Bam. You heard it here Whatever first. the fuck they want. Oh, I hate dudes that are just like, can I get it in like a... Oh, a manly this glass? Like bartender classic conversation, so Ugh. I'm not even going to get into it, but yes. yes. Um, no, I base it off the like the personality of the guest mm-hmm. um, a lot. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. that's all. It's it's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. I love that so much. What is, if you can think of it, what is one of the worst cocktails that you've made? Whether it was on your own or because somebody asked oh, for dude, something. I make shitty cocktails all the time. Ratchet. I make but shitty I mean cocktails. like ratchet. Like the woman that asked me for Dr. Pepper and pineapple juice and coconut Malibu rum. Fuck? And green olives. I'm talking ratchet like that. She's a dumpster fire and she needs to be stopped. Shout out to that woman, though, because she, she was so at all costs. nice and she was so accommodating. With that, with that type I couldn't of water, actually you better be nice. Drink. Well, yes, she drank the whole thing. That's and we disgusting. don't even have Dr. Pepper. So that puppy was you do that? Coca-Cola. And we happened to have leftover coconut puree from another cocktail. Ah, you actually made it? And it we had that? pineapple juice. Ew. And I served her that whole um, cocktail. And then she asked me for the green olives. And I was like, oh, yeah, are you hungry? And she goes, nope, I want a spear of them in my drink. And I was like, you are something. <laughs> He's not um, here. I, don't think, I think if something's like that outlandish... I like to block it out of my memory. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember the last time I made a cocktail that was like I was, Not that that was a cocktail. Let's be real. That was just a... Josh, do you like my boots? I just bought them. Thank you. They're made of lizards. Lizards? Lizards. Oh. Yes. Lizards. Um, <laughs> lizards. But yeah, I don't... I can't really think of the last time I made something like atrocious, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. I can't Because you're that. just that good. At no. Girl. It's just like... No, I'm teasing because again, obviously least, that was not my creation. At least the people we serve asked. have decent taste. If I don't remember. Okay, actually, so, nope. I'm gonna call you out on this. All I make is old fashions all day. Talk to me about that ridiculous fried egg oh. situation. Oh. Oh, we're gonna get into the Alec life, huh? <laughs> okay, yes, shout well, out okay. Alec. So Alec was a little turnt. <laughs> uh, just a uh, preface: as Alec is. Sweet little angel boy that he will drink anything that I put in front of him. Um, <laughs> he's my little test rat, but none of the tests are test actually rat. anything I'm actually working on. I'm just seeing how much, how far what he'll you can go. get away with. Dude, put, so was, back to the oh, Friday okay. cocktail. So I was making whiskey sours and he bet me that I couldn't make a Friday cocktail because he saw me putting eggs in cocktails. It's like, bet. So I <laughs> open food rang a egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. To our kitchen. Um, Poor I kitchen. Put, I'm so, sorry. so I'm thinking breakfast, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking maple syrup, breakfast, pancake type shit. Um, it was a whiskey sour build, and I threw in maple syrup in it instead of demerara. Black walnut to cover up a lot. Maple syrup and black walnut hand in hand, obviously. So it's going to take up a lot. And I shook the shit out of that. I'm like, hey, a flip is a flip, right? A flip is a whole egg. But it was Oh, yeah. I mean, wasn't it like so it's got seasoning in it, right? Grainy and like... Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, I double strained the shit out of it. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't bad. Did you... I mean, did you get any of the egg with it? Because it's certainly not going to emulsify it. anything at that point if the egg is cooked. You got it all. I don't know. I don't know. It was just weird. It tasted... It didn't taste bad, though. I wouldn't was order it. Was it like fried over hard or was like the egg still like runny? It was yolky. However, Tao makes it. Yeah. Okay. But like yeah. a sunny side up. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, so uh, it was See, good. I needed that context, to be completely honest. It right? was good. I mean, it wasn't good. I'm not going to say it was good. <laughs> We're it not was, putting it on the it menu. It was a overdone flip. I made breakfast. Breakfast cocktail. I... I want more bartenders to know, especially like up and coming bartenders to know that you don't have to know everything and no, every we're style not before you start or if you change concepts. Because I was so worried starting to bartend and I was like, especially if you've seen the movie Cocktail and you're like, I don't know what a three-toed sloth is. Like, <laughs> I'm like yeah, like you're not expecting like that's one. That's a lot of anxiety. Like we're not a shot bar, shot bar. We do no. not make those shots. We don't have. That's stuff like asking to make a tattoo those. artist to do anything you want. Like, no, there are limitations on people's skill sets. Yes. And like, like when I was, you know, applying to bars and I would be like, Oh my God, I have to know every cocktail in the world. Yeah. When's the last time you made a Singapore sling at OBJ? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like that's what I mean is I don't. You don't I, have to know any. You don't have to know them. There's a certain generation that's gonna and hate Google. me for saying this, but I literally don't know this first thing about what is in a Singapore sling. And that's okay. I have no idea. Do it's you? Like rum. It's rum. Tiki. It's tiki. See, okay, because you come from that tiki background. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And but I like, just do not. I'm like I don't. I don't know the first Singapore. thing about any of those. I can a, take. Yeah. I can make a green tea shot. I can make a lemon drop. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, like. And that's not about a, there's it, a, folks. There's a single bartender out there that knows how to make every drink in the world. And if they do know how to make every drink in the world, they shouldn't be bartending because they have the most badass memory in the world. And they should be doing something better. All right. My last question, last question for the night, Ty. What is your. God, I'm almost out. I am out. <laughs> you are out. What is your what ideal I- bar? A gilded bar or a big gilded um, dive bar, like I said earlier. Dive bar vibe mm-hmm. with elegant cocktails mm-hmm. with no pretentiousness. And no, no pretentiousness. E- no ego. No ego. No ego at all. Ego is at the enemy. second, like, my bartenders that have a fucking ego, I check them real quick. Absolutely. Ego like, is the if enemy. If you, like, laugh at it. Like I, like I told you, I hate pretentious bartenders because mm-hmm. bartending is the greatest job in the world. And there's it's no huge, reason to be an asshole. It's a huge issue point in this industry yeah. which is a large motivator for me beef. with this yeah. podcast and building this platform as well yeah. of like f- just <laughs> fuck the gatekeeping yeah. fuck the judgment fuck all of that Dude, like i I'm understand people have bad my days recipes and be like oh this was a badass no. cocktail but like no i, I, know, I, I get people have bad days but i fucking you. hate when people are rude to guests yeah like mm-hmm. i get you have bad days and sometimes you're not going to be in the and best And you know mood. what? Some guests you have to be rude to. But no, no. Yeah, let me finish. Like, yeah. <laughs> some guests are fucking dicks. Yes. Some some deserve it. But if you're going to be an arrogant ass to someone that just doesn't know what they're doing, some house yeah. mom that finally got a babysitter and she's finally getting out of the house mm-hmm. for a date night with her husband that they haven't had in two months. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what's Maraschino? The mm-hmm. second, like, if I, when I, or if I, when I own a bar, mm-hmm. second my bartender rolls eyes, it's mm-hmm. going to be a talk in the back. Mm-hmm. It's like you, or gives that like one sentence okay. answer and yeah. just walks away. I fucking like, hate that. <laughs> so yeah. my ideal bar would just be. You really are so good with those type of guests, like the empty nesters. Because I you, get a lot of them. You know at why? OBJ, honestly, you know why? And you're so great with them. I'll tell you exactly why. Because my parents don't go out. When they do go out, they're sometimes awkward. They sometimes mm-hmm. don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I've seen my dad walk right past the fucking host stand before. He's so just out there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. my parents don't necessarily know how to act in a public setting at a restaurant or a bar mm-hmm. or anything like that. So my 
parents might get a little silly sometimes ask silly questions mm-hmm. and i'll be damned if a bartender ever talked to my parents and like that or like rude about it so i get very curious with a lot of people mm-hmm. like what if those are my parents how would i want the bartender to react to them absolutely and i've told bartenders that too that i've worked with like people have asked me like how do you keep your cool with with guests and how do you keep your you know patience with people mm-hmm. and i'm like because that's how i want my i would want my parents to be treated yeah especially if you got an older crowd when I'm dealing with kids, it's not as much. But let's be honest, kids are way not kids, but like younger yeah, audience like, yeah, are way easier to deal to with. Twenty-three year old, whatever, way easier to deal with. Yeah, you can 100%. just do anything and say anything, and they're like, yeah. "Fuck you yeah!" You can kind of just Get speak it to me. very frankly, yeah. and they're like, Ooh, "But do like yeah. those old, older people with the flashlight on the phone?" What's oh, this one? It's like, dude, precious. let me let me tell you. Like, I know. No, t- give them give them a walkthrough. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I. uh so my ideal bar would definitely just be a dive vibe, craft cocktails, no ego, a very welcoming mm-hmm. establishment. Open for everybody. Open for everybody. Not members only. Not members only. Anti-members only. Jackets. <laughs> anti- oh, shit. Merch! Anti-member? <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's kind of cool. Like an anti-hero. I yeah, that would be it. Serving uh, daiquiris all fucking Swift. day. <laughs> daiquiris all day. Daiquiris on da- deck. Dude, Shy Guy, bro. That's going to be a daiquiri. Nuclear daiquiri. Nuclear Why should... Because there's no cocktail called the nuclear daiquiri. It's not there a classic. Go. It's something where I think we just... Just called it. Yeah. Because you were like... We literally just coined a nuclear daiquiri because it was so fucking strong. There you go. Bam. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks I for really having me. That. Uh, yeah. Sorry if my, my brain like takes so many routes to answer no it was absolutely fantastic it's okay, far good. more entertaining that way i have such bad adhd all right now the last thing we're gonna do ready uh-huh and last call for alcohol dang 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 motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> i like that that's good cheers <laughs>